good day! Everybody around the world, my lord, it's Greg. It's Matt. And we're the bottom tier. We're back again for another podcast. Another one. Episode six, Matt. To end, whoa, already? Yeah, already. Mark of the Beast. It only feels like three episodes. I know. It just has gone really, really fast, to be honest. It really has. Anything you do with your friends is just a burden halved. You're right. You're right. Hey, guys, I apologize. It's been kind of a long day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my brain is not 100% here. I'm like, I'm floating in like eight different directions, but it's cool. It's fine because we're here to talk about some flesh and blood. We're here to talk about flesh and blood. It's been a pretty interesting week as in far as flesh and blood, and like not too much news to come out. We have had more lore drop, but one of our recurring segments, we're going to just get done right in the beginning because I feel like I have a lot to talk about on this one. Well, then let's just jump right in, man. Lessons guys, learned. It's lessons learned. Lessons learned. So my lesson I learned is huge. So we played a skirmish this last weekend. Yes, we did. And the lesson learned for me was learn to read. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you are uh, part of our or subscribe to our YouTube channel, hey, thank you so much. You're amazing. We do appreciate you. Um, But also uh, I posted a video called Agro Bolton because I was really excited. I thought I figured something new out for Bolton. And it involved the Courage of Bladehold with hatchets. If you read Courage of Bladehold, I was playing Bolton for such a while that I was just like, oh, it just gives me one less resource for my weapons. It specifically says sword. And uh, that means I couldn't use my hatchets to be able to do big turns, which means I was totally like, Bolton sucks. <laughs> I, well, I, was, I was so upset. Luckily I caught it before the skirmish happened. So I wasn't sitting there going like, well, I'm disqualified or anything like that. I was able to make a, a five deck real fast, but, and, and really you did pretty well with that fight. Yeah. Deck too. You got like top eight. It was my first time getting top Guys, eight. Yeah. Matt is formally top tier as of last uh, Saturday. Of, yeah. Yeah. And I also have another lesson learned from being top eight. <laughs> the, the gifts, they just keep on coming to yeah. everybody. True wisdom in episode six of the bottom tier this week. <laughs> when you're in top eight, if someone is ranked higher than you and you're paired against them, they get to pick who goes first and who goes second. And that only matters in a five mirror match, which was what it was. And I was like, that's fantastic. I am Good. so, so should pumped. I, should I just quit now? Do you want, just want me to surrender? Is that what you want? Yeah. He was to? like, yo, I'm going second. I was like, cool. That's great. I, I lose. I, <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. like, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> So it was interesting. Uh, yeah, lesson learned. Read your cards. Make sure you understand them completely, especially if you're building something around that specific stuff. Uh, and I hope I am one day able to be recovered from this massive burn with Bolton. But uh, yeah, he's continuously just getting lower and lower on the bottom tier list. You might have to switch one of our main characters out with that guy. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll swap Levy out. I don't think Azalea should ever change because... Azalea is the bottom of the bottom. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and I think she probably will be forever. Yeah. Um, but Levy is actually starting to see some successes. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're playing Levy now a little bit too. Oh, I built a Levy a commoner deck because it's fun. But I, you know, I think that's what commoner is for is just to try out new heroes and understand them and kind of learn more of what that is. Cause I, it was interesting. It was my first time playing like a dash really competitively in the blitz format. Cause we don't have a lot of dash players, but someone pulled it out for blitz. And I was like, I need to make more heroes and play them so I can understand them more. So, and that's like, like really commoner is like the best way to do that. Yeah. Because you have to just rely on the main, like 
gimmick of the character. Yeah. You don't get to necessarily pull out, you know, the crazy powerful, super rare stuff. Yeah. And start just going nuts. Yeah. And I think once you, I think half the battle is understanding your character's ability or the opposite character's ability so that you can understand the plan of action against it. hundred percent. So like, but I think you have to play it to truly understand it. Like you can verse it many times. Uh, but once you play it is when you really grasp like the potential of what it can do. And that's the bottom tier top tip, everybody. Play a bunch of heroes, figure them out, and you'll never be caught unaware. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Words of wisdom. Episode six, right. words of wisdom. I think that's it. We're going to call it words of wisdom. People who are Mormon are going to be very confused about what we're talking about. No, I'm just Good old Mormon joke. Uh, he's, he's allowed to make them. I'm allowed to make them. Uh, sorry. We now okay. So so <laughs> our church is now. So we've offended the Mormons. Uh, we've likely offended other religious groups as well by you know kind of piggybacking off of that. Who else can we offend today, Matt? Uh, well, I, we didn't offend the Mormon. They were just they're probably just pumped that we called it that. Is that actually how it works? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I really. Anyways, anyways, we, a weird tangent. Yeah, uh, well, we are now followers of James White. <laughs> <laughs> our, our religion is flesh and blood. Um, which actually, I was raised Catholic. Uh, my religion is flesh and blood. It sounds a lot like Catholicism, actually. Oh my gosh, it's weird. Maybe this is like some crazy like journey for us to no, I'm just kidding. find but, our way back to God. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's actually a clue for the next hero. No, right, exactly. It, <laughs> LSS reached out to us, guys. They do this whole like alternate reality game thing. Yeah. <laughs> So for all 12 of you, let's play. <laughs> well, that's kind of like one of my lessons learned this week. What about you? What did you learn? Oh, man, I, I learned a ton this week. Um, really, the biggest thing for me, though, um, is really don't don't get overconfident. Mm. Don't don't go into a situation thinking, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. It's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. Because when you go in like that, you close yourself off to the potential that could happen in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, so you take Flesh and Blood, for example. You, you you get into a game and you see who you're playing. You see who they're playing. And you think to yourself, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy. Yeah. I got this. Like, the, the matchup is definitely on my side. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out some ridiculous combination you've never heard of before or even conceived of before. And congratulations, you've just been two-turned. So don't get overconfident. Just stay calm. Think through each interaction in each game as each interaction in each game. And, you know, go from there. Allow yourself to be surprised. Yeah. Don't ever think of someone like it's people can always come out of nowhere and really surprise you on mm-hmm. on their ability. And so it's, that's a really good lesson learned. In fact, that like coincides with how I even made top eight. Like I was versing someone who I was like, man, they're very... Uh, top tier player. They're always ranked like number one mm-hmm. uh, and they're playing their best hero, which is prism. And I was playing a five deck that I just made the morning and their whole goal was, even though it's a preferable matchup for me, their goal was to really kind of keep taking away my cards and just like, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, fatigue. fatigue me. And what happened was at the end, they only had very few cards cause I was equally fatiguing them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, cool, you just have auras. I'm just going to keep swinging with my sword every turn. I just have one blue, pitch, sword. One blue, pitch, sword. One blue, pitch, sword. And that ended up winning the game because he was like, I have, I'll just keep, I'll block for three turns, but I'm at three HP, so you're going to win and just pass all my auras because all I have is auras. And, like, all, cool. and, all, and at that point, all he could do was just be block like, with the auras. He's like, 
GG. So it, that's what won the game was just being persistent. And like, even though on the inside I was panicking, like, Oh my gosh, this person's really good. Yeah. I don't know if I could be able to do it. Like I just stuck it out and ended up pulling the win at the end. And it's, it's, it's like super important to realize that, it, that in a game like this, there's always an element of chance, no matter how well you yeah. prepare, no matter how well your opponent prepares, it comes down to what you draw in hand and mm-hmm. how you react in the moment. Yeah. One misplay at really high level play can completely mess you up. Yep. Um, so, you know, and again, so it, it just kind of gets back to don't overestimate yourself and then don't underestimate who you're playing. Yeah. Just coming with it with, you know, try, try to have an even keeled mindset about it. I feel like is the best way to go mm-hmm. um, because then you're, so if you get surprised by something, you're not so surprised that you can't recover and adapt to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, this game is just about adapting and understanding more. And as we mentioned before, our other top tiers was just like, uh, was be consistent, play the hero a lot. You're going to learn something new and different variations of that deck is always surprising. Like we saw that stubby hammers mm-hmm. ban and Fi's builds have been insane now where people are getting really creative with, uh, being able to do that. And then there's a whole argument of like Kadachi or like searing Ember blade, which is better. And it's interesting on what these decks do because they have valid points for both of them. So just never underestimate and, and learn those things. And I think for me being a new player, it's like, Oh, I'm finally understanding what meta talks are exactly. and how things will get stuck in a meta. Cause yeah. like once Fi is fine tuned to like, this is what it is. This, this is we won't see really a very, the best way to play this hero. We won't really see, see variation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for the arguing right now. Cause it makes me go like, Oh, at least we have two interesting five decks, which is one's focused on that. One's focused on that. But okay. But, but we'll really see. we, we all know where it's going to end up going. Uh, <laughs> Zephyr needle Fi. <laughs> I, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Right. It could work. Yeah. Potentially. You just have to make sure it has more attack. Pearl Brink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, you know, have fun. Uh, pour <laughs> one out for Benji, everybody. Oh, no, Benji's great. Like, he can do that all day, but fine. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think it'll be great Great for fine. See, though, forget about the meta for a second. How fun does that sound? To come it sounds good. completely from left field with some build nobody's I would build expecting. That, I would build that in Commoner, 100%. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I think you should do that. I think you should bring that, present that to the next Commoner. Trainer. You know what? I might. I might do that. Yeah. I, I've, I've been think I've been tossing around some 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 heroes here recently. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about some different ones. I've been I've been playing around with uh, with some guardian builds and uh, oh nice yeah it's, uh, you know it's sort of playing with some other rune blades and uh, I, I have a dory deck that I'm kind of tinkering on that looks pretty good. Um, so you know it's an exciting time. Yeah, well, maybe this kind of brings us to our meat potatoes of, of this podcast. This last time. You were talking about you were dating different heroes, and yeah, I've just, actually just kind of seeing where uh, where I wanted to end. Yeah, up. and I've talked to a few more people that have ran into the same situation that you have, where Chain recently got Living Legend, um, or I mean, we also see people playing Prism already starting that mm-hmm. that uh, I'm single, ready to mingle phase of their hero career of. Of finding which hero is great for them. That's and, a great way to put it. Yeah, right. Uh, I, literally, it feels like speed dating. <laughs> it, do, it does, and so they're they're kind of going through trying to find their next hero after Prism. And like, what is that journey like? Like, what have you noticed? Has there been something that bites for you? And like, how? 
what are you looking for as a card player to maximize that same feeling you had with playing chain? Cause what's interesting about this game is it's every hero feels different, gives you a different feeling. So they what really do you, do. what are you really searching for? And like, well, how's that journey going? So here's, here's kind of what I, what I look for. And of course, you know, everybody's experience with this sort of thing is going to be different yeah. because everybody's ultimately looking for something a little bit different in a deck, which is why, you know, we have so many different options for all the heroes and why the meta is, I mean, it's, it's, it's aggro heavy at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still a lot of variation, a lot of, uh, potential in basically every hero. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of finding what ends up working for you. Um, so for me, like the, the thing that attracted me about chain, uh, and sort of chains, uh, whole like workflow, if you will, um, is that it's relatively straightforward to understand while still being complex enough that you could leverage it in different ways. Yeah. So in a chain turn, if anybody out there who's never played chain before, super fun hero, really interesting. Um, recommend giving him a try in blitz or in commoner where he's still legal. Um, but chains, whole thing sort of revolves around his hero ability, mm -hmm. which allows you to create an aura called a soul shackle, which has the effect that uh, at the start of each of your turns, you banish cards off the top of your deck for however many soul shackles you have created. When you create this aura, it gives whatever uh, the next uh, attack action cards you play in a turn, whether if, if it's a shadow or a rune blade card, it gives it go again. So you can start getting these big chains of non-attack, yeah. non uh, trigger chains effect, give the attack card that's been buffed with the non-attack, uh, go again, yeah. hit them, do another non-attack, find something else that has like a go again built in or use like a, like snapdragons or something else or a piece of equipment or something yeah. um, to give that go again, uh, again, and just kind of keep that up until the end of the turn where the current meta and, you know, really the most reasonable thing to do is you use one more resource and you swing with Rosetta Thorn yeah. to do the arcane and the normal damage. Yeah. So even though you're not hitting for like brute level or like guardian level, uh, power on like each card you've, you know, in, in, in a good turn, you play two or three non-attacks, you play a couple of attacks and swing with your sword, you're threatening, you know, 15, damage 10 15 damage and some of that's arcane yeah. which requires them then to either just take it because they didn't bring any arcane barrier or requires them to start pitching in order to in order to pay yeah. for the ab um so it's, it's a lot of not just interaction with you know your deck and your hero and your card on your turn but understanding how your opponent is going to respond to that yeah. like if you take a more straightforward uh sort of hero like your, your brutes or your warriors or what have you um it's it's it seems like it's it's from where I'm sitting with relatively little experience in some of these other ones. And you can of course chime in and correct me at any yeah. point. Um, but it seems like a much more straightforward sort of flow. Um, take like Dory, for example, Dory, all Dory wants to do is Dory wants to play a non-attack to buff the sword and then attack with the sword Yep, and then attack again with the sword and then arsenal pass. Pretty much. Yeah. Basically. It, it, it's like a, <clears throat> what you're explaining is like, I don't know if anyone's ever like, everyone's heard this probably in passing is tall, wide yep. and, uh, another one. <laughs> I don't know the uh, control tall, wide yeah. control. Someone on those lines. So, so tall is where you stack up all this power for one giant, like massive uh, damage going your way at one blow. Yep. One card that'll do 19 yep. damage. Wide is small chip damage to be able to stack up control or fatigue is more like, Hey, we're not going to really be focusing on doing damage, but we're going to make sure we're manipulating you 
to get rid of cards and everything like that. I did three damage this turn, but now you have nine frostbites. Correct. Yeah. So like chain definitely was one of those wide aggro definitely. wide decks. Definitely. And, and, and that's really where my wheelhouse is. I like like the aggressiveness of it, but I also like the fact that it doesn't all come down to one card that if the opponent ends up blocking the effects from, you know, one of the attacks that comes in, that's not everything that I had this turn. I've got some stuff that I can keep going for. Yeah. I have a little bit more of that flexibility in order to, uh, in order to respond to what they're doing. Like if they come in with like a defense reaction or something that I don't see coming, um, chain builds for, you know, to, carry on with the example have a lot of flexibility in how that in how they can go we've seen uh pummel chains and commoner yep. um where you you know you swing with your sword somebody blocks in and then you come in with the pummel afterwards to yeah. attack on the three and you get the chip off um and th- there's a lot of little things like that that you can do um so it's so it's very flexible it's it's very quick for being uh, as wide as it is um and and that really works for me and from what i've experienced no other hero really has sort of that same flexibility. Like, like there are plenty that can go wide. There are plenty of, you know, who can do it aggressively, but I haven't really run into any who can kind of slip between the cracks like mm-hmm. chain could, if that makes sense. Um, there's, there's a lot of just general utility in his builds and in how his cards work with his hero effect yeah. versus a lot of other uh, heroes that just really appealed to me. So the tricky part that I'm having is finding uh, you know, really that sort of synergy that really resonates with me. Yeah. Um, chain is just how my brain works. You know, it, you know, banish three cards and two of them are ones that you can play out of your banish zone. Okay. So I essentially have a six card hand now, Yeah. Uh, which gives me a lot more than I can do. So being sort of restrained, like a four card hand, maybe, you know, with something in the arsenal, if that works, um, is is a little tricky in and of itself. And then, you know, you look at some of the earlier classes and they're way more straightforward. Um, brutes, guardians, and warriors, and ninjas for the most part. Ninjas are full wide, brutes are full tall, and then warrior uh, sort of lives sort of lives in the middle, and then guardians way even you know taller than yeah. the brute is. Um, but none of them really have the utility that I'm looking for. And then you start getting into you know the light and the shadow, and and you know they're fine. I I, I enjoy playing uh, I enjoy playing Prism, and uh, and Levy is a little bit beyond me because I'm not a huge brute fan. Yeah, but still entertaining, still interesting, still has a lot going on in the deck. Yeah, um, and then the elements, you know, you start fusing stuff, and you have like nine different card types in your deck because that's what you need. And um, I just like that's too much at that point. There's too much going on then. Um, so so really I, I I don't know it's just I found my sweet spot and I was unfortunate enough to find my sweet spot immediately right at the same time everybody else was finding out that that actually was the sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, I think what I'm hearing a lot is just the complexity of chain or the versatile versatility of chain is really what the appeal is, right? 100%. But I mean, I think that's what's cool about our podcast and like what we're kind of going for is trying to find that complexity with every hero. So like for instance, like Dorinthia, yeah, you have the standard, like I'm going to boost up, be able to attack and swing tall with my weapon because I want to make sure I hit with my weapon. But the complexity thing behind it is the mind game behind Dorinthia too. So you go, sweet, I'm swinging with this weapon and I'm attacking you for three. I have two resources available and two, two to three cards in hand. What are you going to do? And then they go, you have an attack reaction. I'm blocking for a lot of points. And you're like, haha. Well, I did give my Dawnblade go again. However, 
I'm attacking you now and then attack reaction or just a normal attack card. People don't see that coming. And so you could be like, here's flock, flock of the feather walkers. And I have a quicken token so I can give my sword mm-hmm. a boost and go again later on after I hit you, all that type of stuff. And so you're able to do all this really interesting stuff with, with this like kind of you think is a basic hero, but yet you're able to be complex with what, how you build it. Right. Exactly. And that like a, a couple, three weeks ago, we, we had a discussion where we sort of compared and contrasted mm-hmm. uh, people who play the meta, people who play against the meta and people who are just kind of out doing their own thing. Yeah. Like Pseudo meta. Yeah. Um, and really like, my biggest thing is that I've always been one of those pseudo meta players. I've never really wanted to adhere to like the orthodoxy quote unquote. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, it doesn't have a place, not that it's not, you know, a good thing to have sort of that foundation to yeah. work off of. Um, it's just never been where I've been happiest. Um, so the sort of stuff that you're talking about, like playing some of those mind games and really trying to find the interesting ways to work the hero and to leverage their particular abilities and card sets and stuff like that stuff that I really enjoy. Um, the trick for me um, and, and, you know, it, in the comments or, you know, whatever, if, if you have experienced something like this too, please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts yeah. and your opinions on this. Um, but for me, uh, while that's entertaining, while that works for me, it doesn't necessarily make my heart sing when yeah. it's, you know, me trying to adapt something to fit me rather than finding something that just kind of works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is where I am right now. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing around with Briar a little bit. I'm thinking about Visceride, sort of staying that same Rune Blade, sort of play the non-attacks, play the attacks, do the arcane and the physical sort of thing. Um, I'm looking at like Guardian and Warrior to be a little taller and actually go a little more, you know, smash them in the face yeah. sort of thing. Um, so you know, I, it, there's a lot of possibility out there. Um, I'm working on Dromai a little bit. I think Dromai might be my new uh, my new Blitz contender. Yeah. Um, I think that she looks really good in that format. Um, and Chain's just not doing it for me right now. Um, and Blitz, it's so fascinating how your hero can feel totally different in a different format. Oh, it really does. Because, like, Chain is good in Blitz. It's just, like, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to play this in Blitz. I'd rather, like, this is more of my CC here. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's situational, too. Like, as, as much as we say that, you know, there are no, like, bad heroes or, you know, there's no, like, bad <laughs> matchups, they're, they're 100% A, are bad heroes. And B, sometimes the matchup is just bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I took my Chain to Blitz, and uh, I played two uh, I heroes i played an icelander and an oldham yep uh and both of them fatigued the heck out of me and my chain deck had a very very tight resource curve so once the frostbite started i i was done there was nothing i could do to recover from that because of how the deck was built yeah um so you know finding one of those bad matchups or something and learning how to overcome it is, is is a whole separate thing yeah but having to transition heroes and having to learn you know okay well what was a bad matchup before is no longer a bad matchup i can totally handle you know in icelander now with this deck but now i have to be worried about reinar or something yeah like it just it, it adds whole new aspects to it which are both you know entertaining and like i'm having fun with it you know building new decks and learning new heroes and stuff but i'm also sort of frustrated um, because I don't know any of these well enough to really be able to do well. Um, and as much as I just play for fun, and as much as we're here to, you know, have a good yeah. time and to improve, and part of that is, you know, getting your butt kicked, um, it's still, you know, not great when that's all that happens. Like the the skirmish we went to, you you got top eight. Yeah. With the five deck that you basically put together there. I did, yeah. I went zero and five. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. 
And, you know, especially in, in the community that we're lucky enough to be a part of, we have very high level players here. Yeah. Um, we have some really phenomenal people who just hang out and just come by and are just really good at this game, just like almost casually. Um, not to, you know, say that they don't do anything or that they're not practicing or things like that. They clearly put a lot of time into this. Oh, absolutely. But the way that they do it is just so like, yeah, I'm super good at this. Like, let's just boom, boom, it, boom, it's boom, ma- boom, boom, It's boom, masterful boom. in a way. So like we had our, our winner went undefeated, didn't lose a single game, uh, played dash and that dash was insane. It was just like, Oh, here I'm starting with this and I'm just going to be pumping out big turns the entire time for a blitz and just swept. And we even had like the top two was, was them. I don't remember their name, unfortunately, because they were very kind of more to themselves, but their Alex war was there, uh, playing Kano and, uh, was number two and, and lost the dash as well. And so it was just like really cool. Like, Oh wow. Like this is, like they, you can tell that they've put a lot of time in this deck. They love mechanologists. So data doll was their other blitz deck, but they're just like data is not great right now to be able to bring to something like this. And so it was just really cool to see and like experience that. But yeah, they're, they're a tough crowd. It was, it was, it was really tough. It, it is really tough. And so I'm not like, I'm not like heartbroken that yeah. I didn't win anything, but at the same time I am kind of heartbroken about it. Like, yeah, you got to get some wins once in a while, right? Just, it's just, it's just, just a little bit as a treat. Yeah, when you get a win, uh, I think that's an important part of picking your hero. And uh, not to make this episode like about you or, or sad. No, or whatever, totally. But, like, we we didn't actually plan anything this episode, so whatever this one turns into, I'm okay with. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the thing is, is like we when you get a win with the hero, uh, it kind of sparks that like, oh, I can. I, for some reason, something has clicked for me to make this work for me. So that was like my first experience with Phi was at our sealed event. Played Icelander because like, ah, uh, probably not going to play Phi, even though I was told to play Phi. Mm-hmm. Icelander seemed really cool because mm-hmm. uh, I like Wizards and never really played it before. And I thought I had a really good Icelander deck. And I lost, uh, like I was 0-2. And then I was like, you know what? It, you can, you're able to switch decks in the middle of sealed if you're able to make the other one. And so uh, I went ahead and uh, switched to Fi and all of a sudden won stuff. Uh, and that that sound right there was the win. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the background the, noise. They decided to hit a gong outside. For some reason, games, yeah. why on earth is there a gong out there? I don't you know. I don't know. Just to celebrate us, our victory of podcasting, and I will have a conversation with that person later. <laughs> All right, fantastic. That that works. <laughs> yeah. Bottom tier, top tip, everybody. Get yourselves a gong and celebrate those wins. <laughs> no, but no, it was a... Uh, th- I know. I'm sorry again for <laughs> weird noises in the back. And if you guys didn't hear it, cool. I'll edit it out. But uh, having those wins made me go like, Oh, there's something here. Oh, are you gonna play fire? Like, I don't know. It seems kinda like like I cheated a little bit, but it actually in actuality I was just playing my cards really well and I play mm-hmm. I pl- I'm able to think that way and I've gotten a really cool relationship with Fi. And apparently so has half the world. But <laughs> but you know, like it's, everybody who plays this game plays fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine but, and blood. <laughs> but it's uh it's interesting to be able to get to to go through and, and play and be able to have some success with it and I'm not planning on being a meta chaser, but I was just like, <laughs> I have fun with this deck. You know, it's a really good, easy pickup and just go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you find something like that, that you enjoy and that's relatively easy to, you know, jump it and do a hundred percent go with it. Like, yeah. don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Just, you know, live your life, play your game, play a game, play a game. But if it gets living legend, then it's just, you got to find that, that way. So what, what have like, what have been your strategies? Has it been watching videos or has it been building? Like what, what have you been doing to find that next, like 
this feels right. This is bringing success. Well, it's 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 been a combination of a couple of different things. I've I've watched some videos. Um, a lot of a lot of like the deck tech stuff assumes that you have a familiarity with the hero already. Yeah. That I found, um, which is not like I have a passing familiarity with most of the heroes in the game, um, but I don't necessarily have like a deep enough understanding of how the engines work and everything at this point yeah. to be able to watch something like that where they're just like. And of course, you know your blues are this, 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 and this for obvious reasons or something, right? Yeah. Or just like assumes that you know kind of how it works already. I, I think that's why we decided on a side note, just to, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. But like, Check it out. It's on, really a, on, great. on a side note, like when we are doing our deck techs, like I, I, I said, I want to be able to then draw four cards, show how we'll play that hand and see, so we can show what those cards are is because exactly. I feel like a lot of YouTube does that, but you're watching those and then has what, what, if, what's come across your mind. So I, I, I I watch some of those and most of what I can, what I'm thinking of is like, this is not working for me. Like this doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. So then I go online because the internet is the great repository of all knowledge. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the internet, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out. <laughs> um, and, and then I, I look at decks and I, I just read cards and I look at the heroes and I just, I play games in my head. Honestly, mm. like I start playing with some synergies and just thinking about what could possibly happen from it. Like, like like the other night, I, you, uh, for uh, for our commenter league on Tuesdays, um, I was the first one there. I was just I had one of my decks just kind of laid out in front of me. I was just staring at it when Matt comes over. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, "Hey man, what's going on? You, uh, what are you doing?" I'm just I'm play I'm doing stuff in my head. I'm just, yeah. I'm just playing hands in my head, and I'm looking at this and I'm working out all the synergies between the different cards and stuff because I. I just net decked that. I just pulled it off of fabdb.com yeah. or .net or whatever it is. Um, and I put it together because I had all the cards and everything. And I was, you know, I was, I was giving it a try. But as I was looking at it, I was realizing, well, these ones here, they don't really accomplish very much. We could do something better with that. And this deck does a lot of lightning fusions, but I only have like three lightning cards in this deck. So maybe I should amp up the lightning gears yeah. and these generics. So it's just, it's going through this process where, you know, you sort of take what other people are saying and you adapt it to your own sort of context and find what works for you, um, which I've, I'm not hugely successful in yet, but, uh, but I'm making progress. Yeah. We're doing I, okay. I think that's the important part of, uh, when you build those decks from FabDB, like you build it, run some hands, learn what they're thinking, but know that every single person that builds a deck has a totally different thought process from you. 100%. And so whatever combo they found that works for them, they're optimizing, they optimized or hopefully optimized that deck to be able to do that combo that they saw, right? Yeah. And so if you're not able to figure that out, like then switch up and put your own stuff. That's what I did with my, like when I was really proud of Dorinthia was like, all right, I see this, but like, I don't like this cause I like can get stopped. And like all of a sudden they already know they're going to full block me. It stops me from getting go again. I can't do anything. But what if I did all that? They block me, they full block me cause they're scared. And then I'm like, well now here's this other card that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And now you have to take that damage because you blocked because I'm only picking cards that are going to push four or five. And so it's, uh, it created a really cool deck mechanic. It won, it won one of our Connor tournaments mm-hmm. because that person caught my vision of what was going on. <laughs> right. And so like that, that's really cool to be able to like think of those things and kind of change it and then make it more yours. And then you're officially kind of have an attachment to that. That hero. Definitely. And, and, and once you put the time in and you, you yeah. understand it to the point where you're doing that sort of thing, like 
the, the hero either becomes a part of you or you know that they're not really for you and you never really go back to it. Yeah. Like I, uh, I had someone come over the other day, uh, brought over a Lexi deck cause Lexi was a hero. I was actually debating cause I thought like there's a hero that's going to be like in the meta forever and is able to do really well against all heroes. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be Lexi. Uh, but like you have to play Lexi like Lexi is a really hard hero to learn. Oh yeah. Ranger is a difficult class yeah. in the first place. Cause you have to kind of like change around some of the mechanics and yeah. stuff to work the arrows and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you add the, uh, the elemental stuff on top of that, like that's even trickier. Yeah. Like, do you go lightning heavy and go for speed? Do you go ice heavy and go for fatigue? Do you try to hybridize it and go mid tempo sort of controly or like, how exactly do you want to leverage this build? Is yeah, it, do I do I flip a card then play a card and do that? And exactly, I, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. Super of tricky. Yeah, so I, I got to play it. I learned Lexi wasn't for me because it's just like it is difficult. But like at least I got my hands on it and learned a little bit how to play that way. And literally just like again, go going back is is just play play those heroes. Play it in your mind. Go to felt table. Get a deck list. Felt table is great. Get a deck list. Throw it in felt table. Play some hands in there because you don't require the cards for that. And then the other thing that I think is a really advice that no one says. Uh, everyone says buy singles, which is very smart for when you know what deck you want to build. Mm-hmm. But I honestly would also say, like, if you have the funds to buy a box, buy a box of a hero that you're interested in set so you can just read through the cards and be like, Oh, this is cool. Oh, I see this thing here. Oh, that's awesome. You will, you will inevitably you will discover learn. something yeah, that you, you will learn to wear before. And that's not in the meta that you can leverage to great effect. Yeah. Like before I bought my first Monarch box, I had no idea that, uh, that shadow heroes had cards that would decharge a light hero's soul. It would take yeah. cards out of your soul. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. Which is made for draft. Like that's perfect for those yeah. those uh draft or like limited formats is because you're gonna verse a light hero eventually, so yep. it's great for that. But like if you end up versing a light hero and have that in your deck, then hot dog, like you got it. You right, know? exactly. Mm-hmm. But then of course on the flip side, if you don't end up playing a light hero, you just have some useless cards chilling in your deck. Yeah, I mean yeah. Give and take. Yeah, Lunar Tide Plunder is not bad, but um but so but so to, Lunar Tide Plunder, oh man. <laughs> What a what an interesting card that is. Um, <laughs> it's great for Levia. <laughs> it really is. It would be great for No, Levia. it is. Yeah. 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 Um, so to sort of piggyback off of that, people say buy singles all the time, which which is good advice, um, provided two things. Like you said, the first thing is that you know what deck you want to play. Yeah. And some of these things are expensive. So just going out and popping a bunch of money down on stuff that you're not sure that you actually enjoy, like that's that's silly. Yeah. Um, but the second thing is the expense of it. Like I was, I was looking at some deck stuff today. Um, Specifically on, on putting together a data doll deck because I, I love data doll. Yeah, um, and I, I, it's it might be a hot take, but I firmly believe that data doll can absolutely be tops in blitz uh, with the correct uh, deck build. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I so I was looking at stuff for that deck, um, and it, did you know that Teclo Foundry Heart is actually going for more than Arcanite Skullcap right now? Yeah, I believe it. Arcanite's yeah. gold cap actually went down in price. It's 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 been going down, but because of Crown of Providence. Because because of, of Providence. Did yeah. you see that? Did you see how expensive Crown of Providence? Is? Providence is ridiculous. One hundred and sixty right bucks. Uh, really good card, but uh, is it worth one hundred and sixty bucks? I don't know. But but I mean, let's let's even look at that. Like if if I wanted to come with you know with 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 a full bore like competitive fight deck, very in the meta right now. Yep. Probably you know a, a very good deck. Like how many hundreds of dollars is that? Uh, Tiger stripes, so mask tig- of momentum. 
Mask momentum's like 130. Tiger Stripe Shuko is probably about 100 right now. It went down a little bit. And then uh, Flame Scale Furnace. Flame Scale is another Actually, like, went up because now everybody's going for, yeah. So, so that's scale, like 130 or something. So, right so you're now, looking at probably about a base of like 500 bucks. 500 bucks. 500 bucks. $500. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about anybody else. But, you know, my financial situation is not one where I can just go plop down 500 bucks on a deck of cards. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's scary to do. <laughs> it's terrifying to do. I, I, I and had the benefit possible. of doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, that's one of the things that really holds me back. We're looping back around to the whole, like, you know, hero dating thing. Yeah. That's one of the things that holds me back, too, is that a lot of these decks that are, like, the competitive level ones, the ones that you need to have in order to actually, you know, get the wins in an organized normal event, like a CC or a Blitz event. Yeah. Um, You've got to have the Majestics. You've got to have legendary stuff. You've got to, you know, have a, have an Eye of Ophidia ready to go in certain builds or something like that. So you're you're looking at a lot of expenditure in order to get there, um, which is which is one of the issues that I have. Like I, if I had access to the cards, I feel like I could come up with more and better strategies, but I don't. So I have to work with the 95% commons I have, the one legendary, and the couple of majestics I can fill in. Like last week before, before we did the Blitz skirmish, um, I, I was posted on the Discord. I was, we were asking people like in our community, like I needed a particular card yeah. in order to run this deck. Um, I ended up finding it, but I had to pay like three times more than I was anticipating paying for it because all they had was the foil version of yep. it and have the standard one. And I, I'm not, you know, super upset about that or anything. It was still within, you know, what I could afford to spend and it, it looks really nice. Um, <laughs> but it's still, it's more money than I had planned to spend on it. Um, and, and, and that hurts me, man. I could have taken that money and I could have done something else with it. I could have, I could have bought dinner for my partner and I. I could have, you know, bought something for my pets. I could have put it in the gas tank so I didn't have to fill up, you know, uh, for a, an extra day or two. Yeah. Like there, there are other things that I could have and probably should have put that money to that it's just it, the more and more expensive it gets, the harder it becomes to justify it, especially when you're dropping 130 or 150 bucks for a single card. Yeah, that's why you get married. That's why we talk about the married to your deck is because you yep. don't have to like worry about it anymore. You got the stuff you need. You're able to go forward and just kind of stick with that until the next step, right? Exactly. So I, I understand. Like We talked about a few things. As you're out there dating, like you have to worry about costs. You have to worry about all of this. And so I guess like the top tip or the thing I would suggest is while you're out there doing that is you need to find out what hero you truly want to play as and what makes you excited to play. And so a couple of things you can do is if you have a really cool meta, like we're again, every single week, I feel like we say we're very grateful for Arizona. We have a lot of people that have been playing the hobby for a long time. And a lot of people that have a lot of extra, uh, uh, CC decks. So you can say, Hey, I'm going to be coming tonight and I would like to play a different hero because I'm just trying to find a new one. You could borrow someone else's made deck with all the expensive shiny things, be able to try it out and see how it goes. Uh, or again, you can felt table, play some matches, see what you want that way. Open some boxes, see what you can pull. 
and resell those legendaries. We brought that advice up before to be able to buy the ones that you're looking for, which I was lucky enough to be able to do for mm-hmm. most of my costs is be yeah. like, all right, I have this extra thing. I'm going to sell it so I can buy this. And now I have this for my hero. Right. So like, that's, that's kind of how it goes is like, just go out there and, and I, people will have the decks out there and you'll be able to go and, and practice and see what you like and then be able to have a goal for what you're going to go for. And you don't have to buy everything in one fatal sloop. You can just be like, Hey, this is the hero I'm going for. Can I borrow people's stuff? Or is it okay if I proxy, 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 and then, proxy. and then when you finally are like, oh, this is great. Oh man, I got invited to nationals. It's going to be worth spending some money. <laughs> like that, then you're at, like, at that point, hundred yeah. percent, put the money down. Yeah. Like, and on, you're like, man, okay, cool. I made it. And like, I had a cool, cool enough community to be able to let me proxy. And now I got to buy this stuff. Fine. That's great. Or I could borrow it, whatever. Right. So exactly. like there's, there's options like this game. It does have that intensive price point, especially if you want to play competitively. But again, like everybody I've met has been so chill with proxy and everything like that. And uh, the skirmish, I didn't have an art of war for Fi because I have proxy art of wars in my mm-hmm. deck because, man, I don't want to pay $50 for that card right now. Just like you said. Yeah. And they need three of them. So that's, uh, f- yeah, five is almost a grand. Right five's decks might be almost a grand, actually. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was like, can I borrow your real? Yep, absolutely. So they, like, they'll let you borrow all that type of stuff. So that's, I highly recommend doing that when you're playing those big tournaments and trying out new decks and all that stuff. And I hope you find your hero soon. That makes you stoked, especially right, exactly. in competitive, especially in CC commoner. That's when you date a lot, play the field, play the go field. out there, rock everyone. I think that I like, uh, I like running a new hero every single week in commoner just to be like, ah, this is so much different and fun. Cause it's just relax. I'm not there to win. Uh, I mean, I'm there to win, but I'm not there to like be dominate crazy. or like I need to have yeah. this many wins for this much XP to get to. Yeah, this I have no idea or something. Anything about that XP stuff? So, oh yeah, I have no clue. None I don't know where I stand. <laughs> but hey, you know, you can look that up. On, I can. Uh, FabTCG.com. But hey, guess what? Probably the bottom tier. It uh, definitely I mean, the never tier. mind. I might be a top eight. Might have put me up somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, congratulations. You're the top nine hundred thousand. <sighs> In your face. <laughs> That scrubs down at like one point. I'm the Levia. Yeah, you're the Azalea in the foot. Right? Right. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. But uh, yeah, so guys, I hope you've enjoyed. I think this is a good part to kind of. I I feel like the content was good. We had a good good discussion about. It. Yeah, I feel like that went pretty well, yeah. guys. And really quick, just quick shout out to uh, to the local community here in uh, once again, yeah, in the Phoenix, Arizona area, guys. I I don't know if it's true other places, but the people here have just been just super welcoming and mm-hmm. very nice and just really cool people. Um, very, very happy to have other people, you know, sort of in the hobby and getting, uh, and, and just getting the reps in and getting good. Um, so it's, 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 it's been a real pleasure to, uh, to play with buddy here in the, uh, the East Valley of the sun. Yeah. It's been amazing. Uh, guys, like th- again, thanks for listening to the podcast. We, we talked about kind of the, the dating scene. I, I that maybe that we might call this the words of wisdom or speed dating or, uh, flesh and blood speed dating might be a good one too. That could work. Yeah. Uh, but, we'll uh, workshop it a little bit. But if you enjoy what you hear or want to join the conversation, uh, leave us a comment and down below, uh, like subscribe, uh, reviews, all that type of jazz. Like I say this because we want to hit a hundred. I think a hundred is a good number. We do. We're, we're trying to get both a hundred followers for the podcast itself and a hundred subscribers on our YouTube channel. Guys, if you haven't checked out the YouTube yet, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. And if you do that, we might be doing a giveaway. We might just 
do some giveaways. I mean, so, Greg did just talk about money is expensive, but hey. But look, there's two of this us. This is worth it. This is We can skip meals for this. Exactly. This is 100% <laughs> worth a week of wrong. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Anyways, uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, remember, stay on the bottom, and we'll talk to you later. This has been Greg. This has been Matt. And friends, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your day. 